0: The <laughs> cat My name is Zach Arnold, and I'm a former Hollywood film and television editor turned career strategist and the creator of Optimize Yourself, where I help artists, creatives, and storytellers just like you design the more balanced, more sustainable, and more fulfilling creative career that you deserve. In a nutshell, I'm Tim Ferriss meets Ted Lasso, minus the mustache, because I am obsessed with both learning everything I can about optimizing human potential while also inspiring you to realize yours. If you are ready to step outside your comfort zone, let's dive right in and unlock the Tony Horton is a legend and the most influential name in the world of health and fitness. He is the creator of the P90X at-home extreme fitness series. He's a motivational speaker, a best-selling author. He's been on countless television programs. He has traveled the world training hundreds of thousands of people, and he is stuck at home just like you and me. I am extremely fortunate to say that over the last two and a half years of pursuing my own personal goal of becoming an American Ninja Warrior, Tony has become my mentor and my friend. And in today's conversation, it's simply just two guys chatting about how to better manage the mental and the physical stress that comes from living through a global pandemic. Now, if you logically understand already that focusing on your fitness, your diet, and your health, well, duh, of course they're more important now than ever, However, emotionally, you are struggling to find the motivation to exercise because maybe you don't have your workout buddies, or you find yourself stress eating, or you just don't like working out at home, or you're distracted by family, or maybe you just find it nearly impossible to maintain any level of consistency, Tony is here to help you get back on track. And remember, when all else fails, you do your best and you forget the rest. All right. Without further ado, my conversation with P90X creator and fitness legend, Tony Horton. I'm here today with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Tony Horton, creator of the entire P90X series. And uh, we are in the latest episode of the virtual reality series called The Twilight Zone. So, Mr. Tony Horton, it is a pleasure to have you with me here today. Zach, my pleasure to be here, my
1: friend. I am looking forward to our discussion.
0: So, there have been a whole lot of things that have happened in the world the last few weeks, and a lot of things have been going on. Yeah, really, I know, right? It's crazy, isn't it? Hey, I don't, maybe you haven't been following the news. I don't know. Well, I I don't know. I've I've been quarantined since 1981, so I'm... (laughs) I was going to say I've I've been doing social distancing like an Olympic sport since 2005. Easily. So, me other too. than like why are my why is my family home all day long? What is this all about? Right? it's still pretty much business as usual for me. Yeah, so, likewise. I'm right there with I'm right there with you. Um you've been amazing over the last several weeks in keeping people engaged, keeping them active, getting on Facebook live, providing workouts, kicking our butts with Wednesday night plyo, all this good amazing stuff. Um so I know you're putting yourself out there Showing that you are concerned about others' well-being and how they're doing. But the most important question that I have for you is genuinely, sincerely, how are you doing right now?
1: Oh, wow. Hmm. That's a very unusual question. I don't get that very often. Um, I would say for the most part, I'm I'm pretty good. Uh, and oddly enough, my workload is about the same. It hasn't changed any. So a lot of people are, you know, people probably hate that answer. but but you know, everything's done virtually right over the computer and phone and, and whatnot. And, uh, I'm doing, you know, voiceover work for my new supplement line in a closet and that's that. And, um, I'm shooting, you know, like you said, I'm doing uh, this tonight will be actually, this will be our fifth plyo workout online Facebook live, which is amazing. We've done four yoga. We've done a cardio, we've done a couple of, uh, two or three dance parties. And, um, Keeps me out of trouble, keeps me busy. You know? So there's a usual uh, influx of, of emails and texts that have to be dealt with and to solve the answers. And a lot of Zoom parties with friends, which is kind of a new phenomenon, which I, I, I'm actually enjoying quite a bit. I had one last night, actually. And uh, my health is good. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm always paranoid every time I get a little tickle in my throat or, or something that I'm going to get this thing. And I have my ups and downs. I don't think they're as severe as maybe some people at this time. I figure if I get it, I'll just fight it. And if it's bad, <clears throat> somebody will save my life, you know, and if it's just terrible, you know, and I'm, and I'm not on the brink of disaster, I'll hunker down and, and come out and, and give my, my blood to somebody else so they can be healthy, I guess. I don't know. Um, I just want I just want to try to connect with people right now because people are struggling and the dance parties are a perfect example of just trying to take people's mind off the, off this, uh, on these uncertain times, you
0: know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I have a, a suspicion, um, a hypothesis that, uh, at some point, maybe you may or may not have uh, had a small amount of the virus. It crawled into your lungs and all of a sudden one of the other guys inside your lungs are like, dude, do you know whose lungs these are? Do you really know where you are right now? I'm, like, I'm out. No way. I'm out. I don't want to deal with this guy. Right. Yeah. Um, out. Of my yeah. yeah you, you you don't want to be in Tony Hort lungs right now because you are going to get incinerated with all of the things that uh, he's doing both on a regular basis, but also that you're now doing more interactively with the, the Facebook. I am. World. I
1: am taking care of myself. That's for sure. Yeah.
0: And that's good. no big surprise yeah. there. You know, I mean,
1: I always have. I, I mean, I always will. But uh, I am doing things with more intensity now than uh, than typical. You know, I'm trying to burn more calories and do more pull ups and push ups and I did a workout the other day that I couldn't finish because I, I pushed, I started out too, too intense, which that doesn't happen very often. I had these very high expectations and I was just going to attack the thing. And I, I literally quit in the, in the middle. When I went, I was just out of gas. So I won't do that next time.
0: And I just, just the mere thought of Tony Horton saying, yeah, I was, you know, doing my workouts before, but I'm doing them with more intensity. I know what the less intensity versions look like. So I'm terrified what the more intensity versions must look like with you at home by yourself, trying to kill a virus, get rid of all the anxiety. That's much scarier than coronavirus.
1: Well, you know, I mean, for those of you that are watching, you know, uh, Zachary here is a a fellow ninja pal Sunday workout and we get after it pretty good. You know I mean? Pretty competitive group of guys. We really do enjoy each other's company. We have a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, work out really hard. But the workouts I do on my own, I don't I don't go down to the ninja course very much. It's just it's depressing down there by myself, you know? It's more of a camaraderie kind of a thing. So when I say I'm being more intense, I'm doing you know different kinds of push-ups and pull-ups and and pike presses and things of that nature. You know what I mean? I'm not transitioning, I'm not in a pegboard inside of an I-beam with my feet dangling, going for maximum speed, you know what I mean? It's not that kind of thing. I'm just knocking out as many. And so, you know, when you're in your mind, you go, okay, I'm gonna do 25 pull ups right now. And I normally do whatever 15 to 18. You know, I mean, that means I'm, I'm, you know, I probably should stop at 15 or 18. So I can get through the whole damn workout.
0: Well, I think that uh, for, for people that follow you and have known you for a long time, this may not come as that much of a surprise for people that know more the persona of Tony Horton. They may find it surprising that you can't just wake up in the morning and do your exercises six days a week, all by yourself, pop in a DVD. You're like me and that you really need an accountability circle. And I've been on the email threads. Hey guys, anybody showing up tonight? No, really. Is anybody coming tonight? Come on guys. I need somebody here at 6 PM so I can do my plyo and I'm the same way. So I'm really curious how are you doing with the fact that we can't get together as a group and be, you know, workout buddies? Like, is is it harder for you to stay oh, committed and stay consistent?
1: Much, 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 much. Shauna has filled in the gap. My wife, Shauna. For those of you who don't know who that is, and we've been working out together, especially on cardio days. You know, on resistance days. I won't. I won't lie to you. I've missed a few. You know, I've gotten up at the whatever hour we typically do a Tuesday or Thursday morning workout, and I'm like, ah, I'm fine. I'm going to blow that one off. So my my five and six days a week has become kind of a a four day a week and five day a week. If on a good week, I do end up taking an extra day off, uh, partly because I am overtraining a little bit, which is stupid. You know, I mean, I'm just being stupid that way. Yeah, you know, and, and then you know a lot a lot of my workouts in the morning, and then I'll drag myself into the gym at 7 p.m. It's like okay, I, okay, 7:30. So I'm doing it tomorrow. No, we're at 9 9 a.m. I'm gonna do it 9 Eat and eat and relax. Not No, 12, no, 3, no, 6, no, 7, 7, I got to go in there. It's getting dark. You know, I've done that. A lot of my, almost all my workouts are, are PM, late PM workouts, because the guilt just kind of builds and builds and builds. And it's not like, you know, and then during the day, obviously, like I was saying earlier in our conversation, that there are things that I've obviously been uh, busy doing, working, and, um, so, you know, I mean, today, what is today? Today is Wednesday. Today is Plyo and I've announced it on Facebook. So that obviously I can't miss that one. That'll be at five 30, but tomorrow morning's chest and back. That'll probably happen between 4. PM and 8. PM tomorrow by myself. Yeah.
0: Well, my friend, that's what zoom is for. So I don't, I don't know if, uh, if our, our fellow yeah, workout know, buddy, I Scotty told I'm a you
1: zoom workout guy I'm no? a Zoom conversation guy like sure. this. But I mean, you know, I'm going to get my phone and look at you do your thing. And then I'm going to put my phone down so you can see me do my thing. Maybe. I'm not going to say no completely. But I've had two opportunities and I've turned them both down.
0: Got it. Well, uh, we we did try it on Sunday. A few of us, uh, the Sunday uh, ninja group, we got together and it was not as awful as I thought it would be. Um, I can tell you I wouldn't have done two hours of push-ups and pull-ups and not Tony's on the wall outside my house otherwise. Oh, good. Uh, So so I'm I'm, I'm in that way where I've, um, what I have found, and maybe this is something that you've experienced as well over time, um, but years ago, I could just pop in a DVD and the DVD was more than enough for me to say, oh, cool, I get to work out with Tony Horton and do a P90X routine. But then I got to be honest, once you've had the real thing, going back to the DVD, it just, it doesn't give you the same adrenaline rush. So I find that it's much harder for me to just- Is, that, is that what it is live? Yeah. Is it an adrenaline rush or is it just sort of a general irritation? An sure. irritation, you know, uh, uh, whatever it is. That's just a, the, ang- like, like what, one of the things that I said to the group on Sunday is I'm like, all right, well, let's make this feel as real as possible. So we each need to say at least one thing about the other person's wardrobe before we start.
1: <laughs> what, would, what would Tony Horton say about my form right now? Or yeah, what would, exactly. What would he right. say about my socks? Or what would he say about my t-shirt? Yes. Yeah, 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 there you go. Well maybe maybe next Sunday. I'm I'm seriously considering jumping back in on next Sunday. Cause Scott Morgan, who's another one of our Sunday guys, I guess sort of uh spearheaded the the whole event. And he was describing it and I that sounds intriguing. I might jump in, you know, just to see how many more reps that I can do than you guys are.
0: Well, for, for people that are out there that are also struggling, I know that there are a lot of them mm-hmm. where they're saying I used to go to the gym, I had this camaraderie, I had my CrossFit buddies or my running buddies or whatever it is, and that infrastructure has kind of crumbled. Yes, there are just, I'm sure you're seeing this way more than I am, everybody is coming out of the woodwork with a fitness app or fitness videos on Instagram, like everybody's now trying to build their online home fitness businesses. So yeah. there's so much noise. Yeah, but was, yeah there was all this
1: discussion about it before and now, oh! maybe now I really got to do this thing.
0: So everyone and their brother has a fitness YouTube page, right? Right, so it's, uh, it's, it's all of these things are happening. But if, you, if people want to just say, listen, I know that I want the motivation. I know I want to start working out again and I've lost whatever that circle of accountability is. And you know, maybe uh, they, they go to your Facebook page and they do a workout or two, but they feel like it's not what they were doing before. What suggestions do you have? Because I know that the conversation you and I have over and over and over again The fundamental core concept is how to maintain consistency. And now more than ever, logically, we know that consistency is important because it's literally our lives on the line. It's strengthening our immunity, it's strengthening our lungs. But emotionally, it's harder than ever to stay consistent. So how do we balance those two things?
1: Well, the formula is still the same as it would be if you had all kinds of people around. And that's purpose, plan, and accountability, right? So, you know, your reason why should be more profound now than ever. You know, I mean, there is a there is a myriad, a panoply, a, a virtual cornucopia of reasons why anybody would want to work out. And there's there's the one end of the spectrum, which is purely ego-based, aesthetic-based, and people who care about health and wellness, right? And then there's everything in between, a combination thereof. Okay, so I, I'm I'm in both. I wouldn't lie to you. You know what I mean? But right now, like, who's even going to see your six-pack or your sexy butt? No, no one, right? I mean, except for the people in your house. Right? So, the idea here is to be exercising purely for the reason that is all really more, well, not all, but mostly about health and wellness, right? What can I do to, uh, to improve my, my immune system? What can I do to take care of the insides? Because the insides are the part that get ill, right? I mean, the virus, the COVID 19 virus, germs, illnesses in general live at the bottom of your lungs, right? So, the reason why I really overweight people, people out of shape, people with type 2 diabetes, uh, people who, um, you know obese folks they only use the top half of the lungs that's all you need to be able to breathe and walk around and sit on a couch and, and go to work right but when you need when you start to exercise it's the bottom half of your lungs that expand right your diaphragm expands to be able to you know whatever you're on a climber, you're doing one of my programs you're doing plyometrics you start waking up the bottom part of your lung <laughs> tissue and that's the part that gets sick so why not you know that's a reason why you should be doing and i tell people you know you need a, a for your head you need more mindfulness practice now because you know and that whether whatever that is if it's reading a book or or walking around the yard or meditating or praying or or doing like you know, like a yin yoga practice I, I don't know whatever it is right taking naps I mean we have free time so there's no excuses right now and so you need that but you also need to be doing exercises that expand your lungs because that protects that can help you it's not gonna it's not who's to say I mean you can be the healthiest person in the world you could be a an Olympic swimmer or a marathoner, and you could get slammed by this thing, but why not do the things that you need to do to kind of protect yourself? So that's that's a purpose, right? And your plan is your plan. And this, unfortunately, your plan is, is like my plan changes throughout the day based on my lack of friends around. Like, you know, I, I get up I get up on a Tuesday and Thursday morning and I have friends come over and work out. 90% of the time, I don't want to do it, but they rang the doorbell and they're in my gym, so here we go, you know? and But now, you know, Oh, I got I, I, all my podcasts, all my interviews, everything's scheduled after 10 a.m. Now it's just like, no, nope, I, I might sleep until nine o'clock today. Screw it, you know. And uh, so that's kind of, and, you know, and I go to bed at one in the morning. Um, and have to, you know, when this thing all comes to a screeching halt, we hope, and things come back to normal, I'm going to have to change my hours back to normal again. But so, you know, there. Is, and then the accountability factor isn't here. And so, you know, I'm accountable to my wife, right? I'm accountable to the, all the people in, on my Facebook live work workouts. That's why I'm doing it. I'm doing it as much for, for myself as I am for them. You know what I mean? We're doing this thing together. Honestly, if I didn't have these live Facebook things, I would skip yoga and I would skip plyo at least 50% of the time. Now, because of them, I'm more consistent than ever with both. You know what I mean? So it's just a matter of, all right, establishing the problem. What's your strategy to find the solution? All right? It's easy, it's easy to bitch and moan and complain about whatever it is, right? That is you expressing your concerns about the established issue, problem, whatever the thing is. Now you have to begin to use your noggin to figure out what you need to do to solve that. Or you could stay here, right, in this little, in this malaise, which sucks, or you can begin to sort of do something about it. Right? To to propel you into a better place, to have an experience, to have a story, to get out of your head, to sleep better, to improve your immune system. You know what I mean? I mean, it's pretty clear what happens when you just let it all kind of wash over you and, and make your life miserable, or when you decide to do something about it. You know, it really, what it does is it really draws out your character. It really tells you who you really are as a person. You know what I mean? And some people might not like that answer, but it doesn't mean you can't change it immediately. You know what I mean? Let's say there's all this negative talk and all this negative vibe about it. And you're really paranoid. And there's people that you know that are really sick. And it's, you think you're next. And so you start binge eating and drinking more and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It's not like you don't have a brain that says cancel, clear, start from scratch. What am I going to do going forward? You know what I mean? It's harder, right? It's harder. That's why trainers and therapists and, and school is popular because you get to go to somewhere else for the information so that hopefully you can go through the transition of not knowing to knowing. And then you can become a better person. Now you're, you know, but be like my sister is doing a, a, an amazing course out of UPenn online. That's a free course out of UPenn um, about emotional intelligence and some other pretty cool stuff. And uh, so she's got the time and she's still doing work at home, but she's made the time to do that to become, you know, she's going to come out the other end better because of stuff like
0: that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big believer that uh, when, whenever you're faced with some form of adversity or some major obstacle, there's always an opportunity in it somewhere. And that's one of the lessons that, you know, either working with you for years or working and uh, doing all these Spartan races, you basically put yourself in these awful situations mm. where you think, what am I doing here? Like, it's 45 degrees. I'm on the ground. It's wet. It's muddy. I've been asked to crawl under barbed wire and oh, they're spraying me in the face with a fire hose and I'm paying for this, right? But then you realize I've got to find the opportunity in here somewhere. And well, this is teaching me patience. This is teaching me acceptance, whatever it might be, right? Right. And as soon as all this started to happen, same question: where's the opportunity here what What opportunity do I have to grow? what opportunity do I have to serve others? So for me, as soon as this all started, i've just been I've gone into like massive workaholic mode writing and doing podcasts and providing whatever value I can for people that feel like they don't have any kind of real coping mechanism for something like this and I know that you kind of have done the same thing or you weren't doing pile Facebook Live every single week. You did it every once in a while. But now I think, yes, there's part of it where for you, it's, well, guys, I need to show up and I need you to help me show up. But I also know that you're the kind of person that's going to step up to the plate when things get to where they are now. And you, like you said, this is going to show your true character. And we're certainly seeing the side of you that wants to step up and and be there as a support beacon for other people.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, but there's also a percentage of selfishness there
0: as well. Oh, of course. I, I'm the same way where I, I've been doing multiple uh, zoom calls on Fridays where I just have everybody in my community jump on and we just chat because I just want to know that there are other people out in the world and they're stuck in their little tiny zoom boxes as well. Like that's just for my own, you know, sanity. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I think when it comes to, to the exercise and the movement, that, like you said, the, the purpose now changes. The funny thing is, we, you and I haven't even talked about this because we haven't seen each other in person since all this happened. But all of the shutdowns started to happen the day that I was on the set for American Ninja Warrior. So, you know, the West was gonna run the course and our friend Davion was gonna run the course. Um, and I, I was on the course the day before when they were testing it. I didn't get on the show itself this year, but I was part of the testing team. Had been working with you the last two years for this moment And I'm like five people away in line to run the first obstacle, get on the course. It starts drizzling. The guy, five people in front of me, slips and falls. Sorry, guys, we're gonna have to shut down for a little bit, dry it off. wanna make sure it's safe. A downpour started. And I spent the next eight hours just standing here under like a, a little overhang, getting wet, staring at the obstacle, thinking I'm never going to get to get on this thing, am I? And then the end of the day, they said, sorry, guys, the show's been shut down. We're not shooting in Los Angeles. I'm like, come on, right? So it was just like the, to put all of this into it, all the fitness, all the exercise, all the Sundays, that purpose was for that one obstacle. Obviously, there were a lot of other reasons as well. But now, for me, it's just all about maintaining mental health and sanity. Because I noticed as soon as all of this began and I wasn't doing the workouts, the depression started to come in, the anxiety started to ratchet up. As soon as I did Wednesday Night Plyo, oh God. I kind of feel like myself again. I feel like the world yeah. is falling apart, right? So yeah. for me, it's about the mental side of things. Don't really care about the six pack, like you said right now. Where it gets more difficult for me, and I know it's getting a lot more difficult for a lot of people, and you alluded to this a little bit, is the eating. Eating is where everybody is going right now to just try and swallow all of the anxiety and the uncertainty. And I can tell you for a fact that if I were still texting you pictures of my food, you would block my number. you like, dude, what's going on over there, right? This is the hardest part for me and it's the hardest part for a lot of people. And I know you have a really good sense of this specific area. So what thoughts do you have for those that are finding refuge in food given the levels of anxiety that we're all dealing with? Mm-hmm. Topo. That's T O P O.
1: Well, you know, hey, look, you're going to need a therapist or a shrink to answer that question, man. I mean, you know, I'm going to give you a tough love answer that most people won't like. You know what I mean? I mean, all you have to do is just ask yourself a simple question. You know, how do you feel after you get you're done eating what you just ate? You know what I mean. If you feel really proud about what you ate, feel like you had some discipline after you just ate, you feel you feel you feel energized and good after you just ate, then you probably ate something that was planted in the ground and grew up, and you know some kind of a whole food, right? But you know, if you're eating a bunch of processed crap and extra alcohol, you know how you feel, and it just makes you worse. Like I don't know why people. The situation is bad, and they naturally go to doing things that make the situation worse which is mind bending to me, I, you know, if that's just me, cause I'm a, you know, I've been doing this forever. I don't have room for slippage. I don't have room for slippage. I can't, I don't, I can't. I mean, I want to feel good all the time. And I've been doing it for so many decades that I, I don't care if, you know, if there was an earthquake, a hurricane, a tsunami, a fire, an OJ Simpson chase outside, you know, rattlesnakes everywhere. I don't care. I would just keep doing what I do because that's who I am and that's what I do. You know what I mean? I eat the same food, I breathe the same air. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't vary from that. Cause I don't feel as good. You know what I mean? And it makes my workouts harder and it's, and I makes, it makes my sleep crappy and you know, it's like, but you know, some people just want to throw caution to the wind because they want to have whatever, five, 10, 15 minutes of, of feeling good based on what's in their mouth. You know, I don't, I don't, uh, I wouldn't, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people in AA right now that are, they're falling off the wagon and and that Jesus, I mean, there's certain categories of people that, can't afford that kind of a slip. You know what I mean? Their life will go completely into the toilet very rapidly. <clears throat> and there's no one around they can go to. I mean, they can call their sponsor or something, or whoever, their therapist or something, or or maybe attempt to, to alleviate some of the, the physical, mental, and emotional pain by getting a workout in. But uh, but yeah, man, I mean, I, I wish I was the person to be able to give you the magic answer there, but but uh, do what works and stop doing what doesn't work. Yeah, there'll be like... of the population will go,
0: all right, Tony. Done. Of course. That makes perfect sense.
1: You're right. Then again, they knew that answer before I even gave it to
0: them, right? So Yeah, well, and that's the crazy thing about the health and fitness industry is nobody's telling you anything you didn't already know. I mean, maybe some of the specifics, like here's the proper squat form or deadlift or whatever. But in general, nobody ever says, wait, exercising more and walking and getting cardio and eating broccoli, that's good for me? like nobody does that we know the answers yeah. the question well, is probably true people, people who you know who need trainers and,
1: and and fitness classes and gym memberships they're there really as much more more for, than anything than the, for the motivation and the inspiration and um, and have somebody else tell them what to do you know what I mean because most people aren't, aren't self-motivated that way athletes maybe are you know um, but people who don't do this for a living who just have a regular job who got a bunch of kids who are now at home Right, pulling on their emotions all day long. Yeah, that's a whole different ball game. And now you want me to work out? Yeah, screw you, Tony Horton. You know, I'm going to have some cookies. I'll, I'll fine. H- the hell with you. So, you know, my answer is still the same. It, it, do what works, and don't do what doesn't. And 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 the it's obvious when you've you've veered in the wrong direction how you feel how much guilt you have, how, how your energy is in the toilet, how poorly you, you sleep, how short you are with people, how you, it creates a lack of patience, right? <clears throat> the, the, the humor is out of your life. You, you know what I mean? So, you know, all the things that fitness and eating right does for you still exists regardless of whatever the situation is. So you have to make that decision.
0: Yeah, and I can definitely agree with the scenario of it's a whole different level when you've got a family at home and you've got kids at home like we joked about at the beginning, I basically have lived inside this little room doing what I'm doing for, you know, decade and a half. Social distancing, like, yeah, bring it on. Been, been doing that professionally for a long time. But all of a sudden, daddy, daddy, daddy. It's like, oh my God, right? Like you never get any time to yourself. And that's one of the things that ratchets up the anxieties, never really having your own creative space. And then on the flip side of it, I don't know what it's uh, what the dynamic is in your household, but I know that in my household, I'm the extreme introvert. And my wife is an extreme extrovert. So as soon as the the stay-at-home order came along, I'm like, all right, I got this. And my wife, just her eyes were like, oh, my God, I can't go anywhere and see people and go to events and be out with friends. Like, just this complete shift in the paradigm of what the world looked like. And for me, I was like, oh, well, looks like you guys are going to be home more. So that's kind of nice. All well, right, back to work.
1: I'll tell you a funny story. You know, I live, uh, I live in LA, I live up in the hills, and uh, at the end of my street is a very highly trafficked trailhead. And um, it's privately owned. So it's, it's owned by the gas company, so- SoCal Gas. All the other ones, Griffith Park and, and Runyon Canyon and um, Top of Westridge here, you know, in, in Brentwood, those are all public. So they can, you know, block those off, close them down. And now for four weeks, I mean, we've been at this for four or five weeks. Uh, when all the other ones are closed, where do they come? My place, right? So we've been fighting and fighting and fighting. To get, you know, because people, you know, like no masks, all, and there's, there's SoCal workers down there. People are on top of each other. The, the, the path is this wide, you know what I mean? And everybody thinks they're immune. They like think they're special or something, you know, like these, these folks that want to, you know, gather, a bunch of people want to gather in one place. It's like, what are you doing, man? I mean, you're trying to, it's like, it's like societal suicide, you know what I mean? You know, without, without knowing that that's, that's what's going on. And so today, finally you know with a bunch of phone calls and emails and talking to the to the local you know local politicians and the and the head of public relations for the soquel gas you know me my neighbors are on the phone with these guys all of a sudden they put up barricades and signs and stuff uh late last night and early this morning and you know no bikers no hikers no dog walkers no nothing (laughs) and uh and so I just sat on my balcony and I watched like ants, man, coming out of the woodwork at 6.30 a.m. And they all get down there and the look on their faces, right? And there's a guy standing there with a little yellow vest on and a hat and he's super polite, you know, and I can hear him from my balcony. He's like, I'm sorry, folks, we're closed. Whoa, 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 I thought it was private. Where do you go? What, what are we supposed to do? And It's like, I want to yell, you're supposed to do the same thing everybody else is. It's, so, it's called stay home it's social distancing, put on a damn mask, you know I mean? It's like some people just don't wanna get out of their routine, they don't want, they want everything to be just as it was. It's like so one gal said, well, I've got two kids, what's a mother supposed to do? I don't know, be a good mother at home with your kids. What do, you, what do you want me to, come on. I mean, it blows my mind, it blows my mind. So yeah, it's called, you know, it's a worldwide pandemic and different people, different societies, different countries, uh, different states are reacting to it in different ways based on any number of things. And you know, if you look at you could say whatever you want about San Francisco, lowest death rate of any city in the it's a big city, you know what I mean? Lowest death rate. I mean, like right away, shut it down, stay home. They were ahead of the game on everybody. You know what I mean? And you know, I don't know. I mean, New York, I thought they were pretty on top of it as well. It's just that New York is is an ant farm, you know what I mean? I mean, people are like wham. and it's on an island, you know what I mean? Um, But boy, they're doing the best that they can. So the idea here is, what can you eat? Do you have a mindfulness practice? How how often do you plan on working out? What kind of parent are you? You know what I mean? This this really does reveal who you are as a human being. And if you're not eating right and not exercising, it's gonna be harder for you to be a better person than it is for somebody who does. And uh, and if you're not a good person to begin with, <laughs> I don't want to be in your house, man. <laughs> you know, it's mean? like damn, you know, because I've heard stories that some people are not getting along really well right now. And um, I'm very fortunate, you know. I mean, we have three dogs, we have no kids, so you know, we can't even. I can't even compare my situation to other people's situations that have much more difficult time. But I have a lot of friends that have kids, and they have figured it out. They've figured it out. You know what I mean? It's more work than it would be normally, obviously, because the kids go off to school. But I've got a lot of friends who have kids that aren't even, you know, aren't even in kindergarten yet, little little tights, you know, little two-year-olds, and three-year-olds and stuff. So, you know, you just got to gotta look for information that can help you. And there's plenty of it out there. And there's a lot of people that are doing it right. And all you have to do is sort of emulate those folks. Find them and emulate them, and your situation will improve. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of those guys that's providing several free workouts, you know, a week to not give you a six-pack or not – Build your biceps and not make your glutes sexy, but really to, to, to set up your brain to be able to function better. You know, in the midst of this thing.
0: Well, I can tell you that burning 900 plus calories on Plyo probably so isn't not, probably isn't hurting my you're, you're six you're pack or right anything. You're not
1: setting that right. You're you that's there's no way 900 calories. It's a, not, I'm wearing a heart rate strap. You, you've got you you plugged in 18 year old uh, <laughs> triathlete. That's what you plugged in. Put in your real age and your real weight and, you know what I mean? There's 900 calories. I mean, look, my resting heart rate's around 38. It can go as low as 33. My, I like, I see heart rates of like 196 or something. I go, my heart rate my entire life has never been above 175, ever. <clears throat> and even when I'm cranking, you see me in the workout. I'm working oh, yeah. harder, harder than anybody else. My heart rate never goes above 127. It doesn't even happen.
0: Yeah, well, you're, you're superhuman because my heart rate's in the 180s. Oh my so, God, that,
1: that's yeah. not necessarily healthy either, so.
0: I, I don't know where it comes from, but I know that just yesterday, one of the, the things that I become very intimate with is my rowing machine at home. I got a rowing machine right before all this started. So it was the perfect time. Um, and that's kind of been my, uh, my nemesis is getting on that thing for 25, 30 minutes and seeing how fast I can do a 5,000 meter row and trying wow. to get a faster time every single time. And I hit like 193. Like we're like, it's like just the 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 vomit inducing line of like my heart is done, um, but just trying to be get... careful,
1: man. Don't overtrain. Don't overtrain. All right, you know, tortoise hair, tortoise wins. You know what I mean? So it'd be smart there. I mean, like I did a workout the other day. I think I, did I I don't I had another podcast. I'm getting so confused. It's a brand new one. I, I don't think I told you about it. It's called um, Ten Twice.
0: Oh, I think I saw it. You had mentioned it in an email. Walk me through that.
1: Yeah. So 10 exercises, right? The goal is in every exercise, and it's a push-pull, you know what I mean? It was like a Thursday and or Sunday workout. But the goal was to do an extraordinary amount of more reps than you normally would do. So my goal was 25 pull-ups in the first set, right? Normally I, I stop at 15 or 18. And then the next one was four ball push-ups. And so the goal was 40. You know what I mean? I've done more and my 40s enough to really, right? At 32, you kind of feel like you want to be done. But I, I paused at the top, right? So I got to the eighth exercise and the workout stopped. <clears throat> I was laying on the ground. I was passed out. I was overtraining. I got soup you know, because I had that vestibular thing going on. My vestibular, my bilateral vestibular hypofunction was a freaking eight. I haven't had that in over a year. <clears throat> and that scared me a little bit because I got on the impossibles. I, I was trying to do impossibles. For anybody who's watching, the impossible is your hand on med ball, a hard med ball, and your feet is on a big stability ball, one of those big old rubber balls, and you're in a plank, and obviously you're in a decline, right? Your, your upper half is lower than your feet. And it took me six attempts to get on there, and I was really super frustrating. And on the, on the sixth attempt, I said, I'm getting on right now. I told myself, and I'm going to do at least 10 of these things, and I'm not coming off. So, you know, <laughs> legs and feet, and I'm boom, fighting and fighting and fighting, and I get up, and it feels like I'm still on the balls. Like, whoa, you know, so the, the goal was, and if I, you know, didn't do, if I didn't overtrain, mister, I should have done my regular, you know, 34 ball, 15 or 18 pull-ups, you know, maybe put two med balls instead of one on the impossible. It's just, you know, modified like, like I tell everybody else to do. And I would have got through the whole thing twice. So it's just 10 exercises, three minute break. 10 more, finish in under an hour. That was, that was the goal. <clears throat> and I did not accomplish it because I stopped after eight <laughs> exercises.
0: So the, uh, the pot's calling the kettle black, I see. Correct. Yes, got it. Uh, so uh, a, a totally different topic that I wanna go into that I'm fascinated by right now. Maybe this is something you've looked into as well. I don't know. Um, I know that you're, uh, you're very well-read and you like to look into various sources. You like to be knowledgeable about what's going on in the world, which right now is both a good and a bad thing. But one of the things that I'm fascinated by is that there are a lot of really amazing, positive things that have come out of this. And I think it's helping us realize maybe we don't completely want to go back to normal. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's some version of a new normal where we need to look at this maybe happened and I don't want to get into the universe or religion or anything like that. But there, there were a lot of warning signs that I think society was just moving too damn fast. We were working too hard. We were too hyperconnected to our screens and our phones and our devices and traffic and blah, all this stuff, right? And now all of a sudden we've been forced as a global community to slow the F down. And there's a lot of really interesting things happening on a planetary level because of that. One of which that you're experiencing firsthand with me is LA now has the cleanest, nicest air in the, in world. the world. In the world. On the planet.
1: Not in the world, dude. Well, that that you know, is something in my, you know, California's got its positives and negatives. You we know, we're a bunch of hippies out here with all our new wave meditation, blah, 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 blah. But I'll tell you, you know, one thing Californians are really good at are they're innovators. You know what I mean? I mean, this is where Elon Musk does his work and so many other great, you know, Silicon Valley and everything else. You know, the innovators are here and people like people who are really trying to make life more convenient. In some ways, that's bad. In some ways, it's really good. But we're, you know, we're also really good at, you know, very, we're very environmental conscious. And we want, you know, as a community, we like to kind of stick together and work together and sort of make California as great as it is. Because California has this sort of a mystique to it, right? And so, you know, no it's no surprise, except for everybody on my street. Of course, that's the only place where people are not following the frigging rules. Uh, but in general, you know, that the, the people are keeping their distance and are on the road. And so, you know, L.A. has is the, is the, has the best air in the world right now, which is amazing. And so, um, but to answer your question, yeah, it's forced everybody to go, whoa, wait a minute. What, what, who are we and what are we doing? And is this really so great? So when, it, when, it, when we talk about going back to normal, it means like reconnecting, but now we're learning how to connect in a different way. And quite often with people that we haven't connected within years. I mean, the phone calls I'm making and the texts I'm having and the Zoom calls I'm having are with people, you know, I, I had one the other day with a bunch of friends of mine from high school, man. You know what I mean? And I saw some of them at my wedding, uh, but I didn't see all of them. And it was really cool to see this really nice collection and catch up and find out where everybody was. And it was nice to be able to sit in it without looking at your watch like, oh, I got something to do. You know what I mean? And these Zoom calls are lasting two hours. It's completely crazy. Also, you're seeing a lot more, you're seeing a lot, some really creative art. You know what I mean? Like you're seeing a lot of people, there's this guy around town who's doing these love signs and says, you know, he he just, like there's everybody's got a lot of their stores boarded up because of the coronavirus. So there's these big, these big canvases, these cardboard plywood canvases. So he's, you know, he'll call the owner and go, hey, I wanna do this really beautiful mural and I'll do it for free. He's the uh, you can't quarantine love mural guy all around the West side of LA. So that's kind of really cool. And then also online, like somebody did this uh, amazing, super intense piece of artwork that I've been afraid to post because I think it's almost too intense. It's just a picture of me, one that we've seen. Mm,
0: yeah, it's- I've seen this image.
1: And it has the the mask here and it says P90X on the mask. And then above me, it says COVID-19. So I don't know if that's ready for prime time. Uh, And then there's also humor, man. I mean, there's been so many parodies of different kinds of songs about what's going on, keeping people on the lighter side. You you know what I mean? And so, and a lot of people who are in my industry are, are forcing themselves to be very innovative. Ted McDonald is a perfect example you know, Ted's a dear near friend. He's in a couple of my, my workouts and he's actually helped me co-design uh, the P90X2 and X3 uh, yoga routines. And, you know, he, you know, he has a bricks and mortar place called, uh, five point yoga in Malibu. And he's forced to do, he's doing six days a week of classes. Right. And initially it was like five, 10, 15 people. Now it's up to 35 and then he just got a big article in the New York times about him. So who knows how many people will be in his online stuff. So it's nice that he's doing that. And, and, uh, you know, people are trying to find creative ways to make money, and you can sit and bitch and moan and sit around and wait for your check. And some people, that's all they have. They don't have the skill level or whatever, to, or or they're not a online people, or they're not technically technologically savvy, or you know what I mean. They don't have they don't have a topic to help people. And so, you know, those folks you have to really feel for them. But other people who have certain skills, whether they're artistic skills or singing skills or dancing skills or. You know I mean? I might, in a week or two, I'm going to teach a mind class
0: online. Why not? You know, oh, right? dude, you, you got to let me know when you're doing that. I've wanted to right. learn mime from you for years. I mean, yeah, yeah.
1: so yeah. So people who have certain skills are, like, I, I just got off a podcast with a bunch of bricks and mortar trainers and other trainers that are already online. And you know, like, Hey man, our gym is shut down. What do I do? And I say, well, you got to prepare for the future and you got to offer some free workouts and you get, you know, whether it's Twitter or Instagram live or Facebook live or whatever, if you're not doing all that stuff already, then you better start, you know what I mean, and so I don't know. Hopefully, I help some of those folks. Um, and yeah, so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of slowing down, and being quiet, and being mindful, and meditating, and enjoying the downtime. And there's a lot of people who are really worked up and being more creative and finding ways to to connect with more people and maybe making a buck uh, here or there as well, because you know this is what we have. This is all we have. You, me. Cuckoo,
0: cuckoo, we are the walruses. And straight. I have spent almost 10 years now raving about how much I love my topo mat and I have finally discovered what I now consider the topo mat of desk chairs, the Core360. The Core360, spelled Q-O-R, is designed to keep me constantly moving while seated in an upright and balanced position. To learn more about how it works, let's hear from Core360 founder, Dr. Turner Osler, about why he created the Core360 Active Sitting Chair. When you sit badly, you sit badly for many hours a day, and that's really what the problem is. It's very hard to make yourself get up and do jumping jacks every half hour. But if you just swap to a chair that requires you to be muscularly engaged in order not to fall off, it's an easy bar to clear. For the procrastinators out there who hear all of the statistics and know how bad sitting is and it's the new smoking and they're thinking, that's something I'll worry about in a few decades, you're going to feel the effects of having more energy at 2 o'clock in the afternoon or 4 o'clock in the afternoon that day. And that's the whole point. Your core muscles will be stronger, you'll have less back pain, all of this will make you more available for the rest of the pursuits of your life, your kids, your hobbies, your whatever. For those of us who need to practically live in front of computers to do our best creative work, the Core 360 is going to level up your game, keep your body moving, and keep the creativity flowing. To learn more and purchase what I consider to be the topo mat of desk chairs, please go to optimizeyourself.me slash Core 360. That's optimizeyourself.me slash Q-O-R 360 zero. So what I'm curious about then is looking at just your own view of the world from your home, your office, your zoom camera, whatever, Um, just your own personal perspective. What are the things that have changed about your life since all this happened that you're saying, I'm not really sure I want to give this up when things go back to normal. Like you said, I've been staying up later, waking up later, like maybe that's you finding more what your natural ultradian rhythm is and you're more of a night owl and you've had to conform to the, the way the business runs so what are some of the things in your life you're like i'm, I'm i might want to renegotiate how i do things when uh, when we go back to, to doing things normally
1: well that's a great question zach actually y- you know i i <laughs> i wish i had a tom petty schedule you know what i mean when i was just training tom he'd roll out of bed at 11 a.m because he was up till four because he's a rocker you know what i mean and um Uh, I put out the cigarette, hey, Tony, how are you, all right, let's, what do we got, shoulders and arms today, here we go, but you have to accommodate other people, right, just because I want to get, I want to sleep till nine o'clock and work out at whatever hour of the day just because I want to. I mean, when things do go back to normal, I'm going to, I want to, you know, the accountability factor is something that I want to try to get a hold of, and, you know, people, other people have regular jobs, so the workouts are going to have to go back to 7.30 in the morning. And uh, and that's fine. Not all of them, but you know, there's the nighttime ones as well. You know, and and the crazy thing is that my life hasn't really changed all that much as a result, anyway. Because a lot of what I do is already online. I mean, you know, with my brand new uh, supplement stuff. Yeah, I'm not driving. I'm not in traffic driving to Calabasas. So if anybody doesn't know if you're listening, you know, I live in L.A. Calabasas is basically L.A., but they might as well be like Kansas and Korea. You know what I mean? on, On a bad traffic day, one direction or the other. So, you know, so I get in my little booth and I read the the voiceover copy or if there's some on-camera stuff, Uh, but I'm doing that in my gym and I'm doing that in a closet, I'm doing the voiceover stuff in a closet. And, um, you know, with all the free workouts, there's, you know, I'm in front of a camera or a camera phone more often now than I am during a regular, you know, gigs and working with other companies. Um, You know, the live events are, are gone right now. I mean, the Paragon stuff has been put on hold. I mean, I have these we had one in March that had to be canceled, and I'm I'm not so sure about June either. I don't think, you know, I don't know if June will be around, and that's too bad because I mean those are just so much damn fun. It's so great meeting these people, and they're so fired up and so enthusiastic. Jack and uh, Zach, you've been able to help so much there as well. It's always great having you. I mean, uh, you shot those great promos, which helps you know bring people here to LA from all around the world, you know. And so, yeah, I, I mean, but the second half to my answer is the one part of what. Exists now is sort of the general, for me, low grade anxiety. And sometimes it, it gets up to be, you know, I'm never super freaked out, you know, because of my consistent diet, my consistent exercise. And I've got a phenomenally supportive, amazing, supersonic wife. And my little dog, Charlie, I just eat that boy's face. I go outside and I run around and I throw the balls. And you know what I mean? The fact, the sense that the things hit the bulk of this is passing and that things are getting better, and that, you know, it's too bad that too much of our, uh, too many people in this country aren't, the, the fact that they're, like, during World War I and World War II, everybody's on the same side, everybody's got a plan, here's what we're going to do, all right, you know what I mean? Vietnam was one of those things where, not the case, all right, you got some people for the war, some people against the war, and in the end, we all realized that was probably not our best idea, you know what I mean? And unfortunately, that's happening now, too. All right. So here we are in the middle of this pandemic and we got different groups of people on different sides of the aisle in different states, different mentalities, different, you know, looks of the world who don't feel the same way about it. You know what I mean? They uh, and that's kind of too bad. There should be sort of a universal, you know, here we are all for one, one for all. This is this is exactly what we should all be doing and focusing on. And to be even having conversations that that that's that we're on different pages is really that gives me agita, you know what I mean? And it's too bad. So I try to avoid those kinds of conversations, but that I'm looking, that I won't, I will not bring with me. Like just, you know, I sleep pretty well. I'm, I can, you know, I can get a good night's sleep. Even now, like I said, it could be a hurricane and a, and a rattlesnake fight out in my, out my yard and I can still sleep pretty well. But I, but I've had more sleepless nights in the last five weeks than I've had in the last five years. I don't like those at all.
0: So. Well, it's like you said, when uh, when something like this happens, it's kind of like throwing gasoline on either the bad things that get worse or the good things that get better, right? So like in, in our household, one of the things that I've noticed is that even though there's more friction and there's more stress around, well, my kids are on Zoom and my wife is on Zoom and I'm on Zoom, and, but I need to use the dishwasher, whatever it is. It's a it's little stuff. But I don't think that the quality of our relationship as a family has ever been better. Like so many good things have come out of like strengthening the relationship with my wife, with my kids. So friction's up, you know, there's like some irritability, like just stop fighting already, right? Like the little stuff. But the important stuff is it's just like, wow, like there's so much really, really good stuff coming out of this relationship that we didn't have the time to pay attention to before because there was going to soccer practice and going to gymnastics class and me going to this and me teaching that and my wife doing this seminar. It's like, oh, wait, there is actually a lot of really good foundational love in this family that we just didn't have the time to see, so to speak, right? But then on a global level, like you said, we're also seeing the same thing where even though we are in the, I talked about this in a previous podcast, um, I talked to a doctor that's on the front lines and he says, I don't like the term social distancing. I like the term physical distancing because it's weird. We're actually socially a lot more connected than before all this all began, that's one of the things that I'm terrified of losing. I, I don't want to lose that. And the, the, the more pessimistic side of me is like, well, yeah, as soon as we can all go back to work, all that's going to go away again, and we're all going to get too busy. And I want to do something about that, but I don't, I don't know what to do about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I want to see the, the social connection that's come out of physical distancing stay there when the physical distancing goes away. Um, but I don't I don't know what that looks like. And I and this would be a, maybe another topic to go into as well. And I'm not asking you thinking you have the answer because nobody does, but you're a smart guy. And I like chatting with smart guys. Um, what do you, how how long do you really, yeah, the, the guy behind you, right? Not you, the, the guy behind you, exactly. Anybody listening to this are like, what's going on? Anybody watching this, they'll, they'll know what's going on. Um, but I I don't, my personal feeling is that we're not gonna see normal, what it was on March 12th or whatever day was D-Day for whatever state you're in. For us, it was March 12th and March 13th where it all kind of shut down. I don't think we're going to go back to what that was for a long time. I think it's going to be like years before we're actually back to things are exactly the way that they were before. Just what's your own personal opinion from what you're reading, what you're experiencing? Where you, what do you think this is going to look like for us over the next few months or even the next year?
1: Well, wow, well, you're right. Nobody really knows, but I think you're pretty spot on. I don't, you know, there's no sort of like everybody says it. Fauci says it. Even the president says it. You know, everybody's sort of on the same page. Uh, it's not like it's going to be, hey, you know, uh, on May 19th. I, I think for myself, and this is probably true for most people, and I'll get into the what I think will possibly happen and when. But when, if and when that thing happens, even if it's at a very, even if it's very slowly and gradually. I would hope, including myself, that we all have a much greater appreciation for all the things in our life that we probably were uh, taking uh, taking for granted before. You know what I mean? Like I think to myself, I think of our Sunday workout, dude. Can you imagine that first time, all of us in here, like, oh, you know, maybe with masks on, maybe with you know six feet apart from each. I don't know what it'll look like, you know, with hand sanitizer every time. You know, especially Nathan, if he comes back, really <laughs> some kind of crazy thing that he can fight. But, but um, I just, you know, like the fact getting me in a, on a ski lift again, you know what I mean? Or, or just, you know, I mean, I I'm, I mean, I've, I had that Ramsey Hunt thing. I've got, I've got uh, auto, autoimmune issues. You know, I've bar and bilateral vis- vis- vestibular hypofunction. And, you know, do those things make me vulnerable to this thing more so than the average person? I don't, I asked that question. I don't have an answer for it. You know what I mean? So I literally, you know, except for my street, I have not left my my property in five days, in five weeks, I'm sorry. And uh, my wife has ventured out, right? And she comes by and she puts the food on this side of the counter with the tape in the center and over here, and she's washing things off, taking off her gloves and her mask. and You know what I mean? And then I'm afraid to go near her for, for three days. You know, I mean, it's just a really weird time. And so when all that, all this extra ancillary, goofy stuff feels safer, Oh my God, I, I would just, and, and then, then you always wonder, well, then we'll, you know, maybe, maybe there'll be this like two week, three week, four month period where we're all just super appreciative of everything and we're all super conscious then and we're all, you know, we're all exercising better and like, oh my God, can you believe we got through that? And, you know, then we'll all go back to normal again, like, like this thing never happened. The one thing I'm, I'm concerned about as, a, as, a, as human beings, we have very short memories, right? I mean, we don't seem to be learning from history at all. I've been watching the Roosevelts, you know what I mean, that four-part series, that Ken Burns four-part series. I just got done with part three. And you just look at what was going on at the end of the nineteenth century and the beginning of the 20th century and in the Roosevelts' families and how they how they were, how they led our country. And you know, I mean Teddy Roosevelt and, and Franklin Roosevelt, amazing, amazing, amazing who they were and who they became and what the impact they had on the earth. But we don't seem to be learning from nothing. You know what I mean? Like we just haven't learned a damn thing. It was as if that past never happened, which is really too bad. And we'll we'll see what what portions of the population have a very strong memory for what this is and how it impacted their lives and how they want to move forward from this point on, and how other ones will be like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> and they're right back to the same old BS. They were, you know, scrambling around, being impatient not being altruistic, not being civil, going back to the same old, you know, and the funny thing is on my street here, I don't know if I finished that story, but they closed it down this morning, closed it down, put up signs, a guy there with a yellow vest saying, no, no, no. And and they're just, people are piling up the bottom of the street. And you'd think that they had cut off an arm. What? What do you mean? All the other ones are closed. What is it? What are we supposed to do? What? Dude, it's called sacrifice. Go home. You know what I mean? Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, at midnight, there's gonna be like 100 guys with bikes and headlights on, you know, like kind of, who knows, but, but, uh, yeah, and that's what this is about. This is about, yeah, it's, if you want this thing to go away, do the right thing. Don't be a selfish, asshole. okay? That's, that's it, all right? Don't be a selfish bonehead like you always are. This is a reminder, it ain't about you. It ain't about you. It's about what you need to do so that the people you come in contact with, whether you're asymptomatic or otherwise, don't die. All right? Or you don't die. It's, it's simple. Like, you know, wash your damn hands. Don't touch your freaking face and stay away from people and find other things to do so you don't turn into a maniac. What? What? All right. Yeah, because you can't change that. Like all everything you you can't because that is what that is. You know what I mean? It's no different than what happened in a war or the Great Depression or the Black Plague or or the Spanish flu. I mean, really crappy things happened to people. Some people came out of it like heroes. Other people were broken forever. And... Um, you have to decide which one of those people you want
0: to be. Well, and I think the, the, the thing that drives me crazy about everything that you just said, all which is spot on, is I keep hearing, this is unprecedented. We've never dealt with this before. And I'm like, really? And your wife put on your Facebook page, like, the best post. So talk to me a little bit more about that. Because what we all need is a little dose of perspective. So, let's just talk about that a little bit because I think that this it's unprecedented. We've never been through anything like this. It's like, yeah, it could be a hell of a lot worse as we sit at home with our mint chocolate chip and our Netflix waiting for the you know the virus to go away so I can go back to my job. Like come on.
1: Well, you know we we we've touched upon it uh, quite a bit already, but what she basically wrote was because everybody was you know in freakout mode, especially early on, Not that we've settled into this thing and that we think it's this is the new normal. I mean, we're still not happy with what it is. But Shauna said, yeah, it's unprecedented because it gives us an opportunity to be really amazing and really artistic and and really find our sense of humor and reconnect with other people and and uh, learn to really love one another. And, and you know, Shauna's reading this amazing book. She goes, I haven't sat down and read a book cover to cover in forever. Like what a cool opportunity that is. You know what I mean? And then we posted that and of course 13%, yeah, well, you're a millionaire. You know, you get to just sit on your mountaintop and. Yeah, 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 like I don't have mortgages or bills or pay. And I, and I have like, yeah, I, I have money for nothing in your chicks for free. Who are you kidding? You know what I mean? I'm just as wigged out about those situations as you are. You know what I mean? Like if I was, whether I was living in my one bedroom apartment with a view of a convalescent home and a broken down Mustang in the driveway with $40,000 in debt, or now it's the same level of anxiety because there's, I don't have income either. But I'm doing voiceovers in a closet Right? I'm doing free workouts for people that I don't have to do, you know what I mean? I'm still training my ass off probably more than I should be because it's the right thing to do, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you can line up a bunch of people from all around the world who have speak different languages, different religions, different perspectives of life, and you could show them right and wrong, a solution problem, and some people would just end up, you know, this, making their lives worse and other people will make their lives better than they were before this thing ever happened. You know what I mean? And that's what she was basically saying. You can come out of this thing like super catifragilistic if, you, if you're, you know, you put your thinking cap on. That, that's really what it was about.
0: Yeah, I'm, that, that's the position that I put myself in going back like we were and, talking and about and earlier. by the way,
1: like, not that there aren't going to be moments. You know, you can do everything right, but still you're going to get punched in the face here and there. Like, let's say I got sick or she got sick or one of, one of our friends that we know who we're really close with dies from this thing. You know what I mean? It's like, that's, that's a different, that's going to create another, another scenario. And you've got to be able to figure out, you know, how do you want to deal with those really? And there are people who are dealing with that every day, dude. Are the men and women in, in emergency rooms and ICUs, these, these, you know, these healthcare workers that are coming down with this thing, a lot of them are dying. And the people around them that have to see that every day. I mean, they are superheroes, super. They, everybody should get a freaking ass in a giant check, you know what I mean? When the thing is done, honestly, because without them, you know, what I mean? without them, I don't know. It thing to be really nuts.
0: Yeah. Well, we've certainly learned a lot about uh, what positions are truly essential to keep our society running yeah. versus those that are non-essential, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like most people I know, like dog walkers. Eh, I don't, I don't think
0: so. <laughs> no offense to the dog walkers that might be listening, but no, no, yeah. no I
1: don't think that's, that, that's it or whatever. Or like, uh, uh world wrestling federation
0: (sighs) yeah what's that about i saw that that's considered essential in florida like what planet are you guys living on seriously yeah it's uh it's it's nutty out there yeah
1: no comment bro
0: yeah right uh well we've covered a lot of ground i very much appreciate all of your your time your advice uh your support you being in there in the the facebook live community and getting me off my ass to do my plyo and do my yoga and all these other things that, um, you know, I, I probably wouldn't be doing otherwise. So I appreciate all of it. I'm sure everybody that's listening appreciates all of it. Is there any final thought, word of wisdom that we may have m- missed that you can impart on the, the viewers and the listeners?
1: No, you know, there, there are two things you can control in life, right? There's so many things outside of our control, traffic and weather and worldwide pandemics, You know what I mean? And you do what you can to sort of meander your way through it all, right, by just being a halfway decent human being, being a civil human being, being a loving human being, caring human being, getting your act together enough so that you can begin to focus on other people too. You know, so too many people about I, me, me, I, remember that Beatles song? I, me, me, I, you know, being selfish doesn't take you anywhere. It's just usually those people who are selfish all the time usually come up short as far as their level of joy and happiness. You can control whether you move physically and you can control what you put in your mouth. Your hands and your mouth and the rest of your body are something that are completely under your control. And even though your mind wants to send you in every other direction, you know, if you do exercise five, six days a week and you eat more vegetables than you do chocolate chip cookies, then you're gonna have the wherewithal to find answers for the things that are outside of your control. And, and that's, that really is, that's the essence of who you are. Right. That's the essence of who you are as a human being and your connection with other human beings. Right. And so why not, you know, and, and, you know, short term pleasures will lead to long term problems and short term bouts of discomfort. And strategizing and thinking and challenging yourself and searching for solutions and making connections with other people and having hard decisions to make always lead to some sort of amazing result. You know what I mean? And so you have to decide you know, which of those two people you want to be. And uh, I hope for those of you that are watching, Zach and I, that, that you hunker down and you, and you start dealing with the things that you can control, moving your body and eating right, and then everything else. Because that's the foundation of who we are as human beings, right? I mean, look at me, C minus student with a speech impediment who, sh- who should have been living in a van down by the river, you know what I mean? And I work out and I eat, right? And so all of a sudden, I'm going to get off my ass and be something. You know what I mean. So there you go. There you go. I love so it. Those are my parting words.
0: I appreciate it. Well, I, my parting words is I wanted to to thank you personally, because um, I think a, a big reason that I'm able to weather this storm at the the level and capacity I have been able to, are the many lessons that you have imparted on me over first the 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 ten years that we didn't know each other, but I knew of you. But when I think about the whether it's the pegboard or the rope or the ninja course or whatever it is. Yeah. I've got, you know, slimmer, you know, nice looking biceps and forearms and there's some tone there, but the thing that's really changed is my approach to when I feel fear and my ability to overcome it. And just me looking at a pegboard and being terrified and saying, I can't Mm. looking at it. Next next time that comes
1: across, just think of these three words, peg, beam. Rope,
0: <laughs> exactly. And when when I look at everything going on, I'm like, if I can do peg beam rope every Sunday and survive, I can handle a little tiny itsy bitsy global. I'm, pe- I'm telling you, man, whatever that
1: particular exercise. And I won't lie to you because I haven't done it on my own in in six weeks. That it's it seems, it's, it's going to be feel a little intimidating. It's going to feel like that that damn beam going up that thing, 17 feet off the ground, and then you got to grip and reach or that that damn bell couldn't be far enough away. And then, and then, back, and then, down. oh, dang it, man.
0: Now you know how I feel every Sunday. Ugh. I see that Ugh. thing in my nightmares every Saturday night. But the oh, point I'm is, not
1: exercise. That's it. because
0: you can break a leg. Oh, literally, you, very you easily. Can not
1: unconscious. You, you could literally die doing that exercise. There are, and a few guys got close, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's why we got the Chad pad down there.
0: Yes, exactly. But the, the, the point being that uh, whatever's happening from a physiological perspective in my brain, when I have to confront that survival instinct, you've taught me how to better manage that, which works in so many other facets of life beyond peg beam rope. So I, my, yeah. my parting words is I wanted to make sure to thank you for that personally. You're welcome. I um, very much appreciate it. And I very much appreciate you taking the time today. Um, and I'm, I'm sure everybody listening appreciates it as well. So uh, so thank you so much.
1: Zachary, thank you, dude. Be well. We'll continue to communicate, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, one of these days we'll be here. Peg beam rope.
0: Thank you so much for investing both your time and energy listening to today's show.